Yes, you lovely people. If you're not already, make sure you give us a follow over on Spotify. He was good as gold, and in the end, he said to Antonio, he went, apologise to Mr. <laughs> I'm going. <laughs> I'm going. Jesus, I've yeah. just absolutely turned this one around. Hello, everybody. I'm Ben Foster. This is the Fozcast, and today we are joined by a good friend of ours. Actually, he is the current Watford FC under twenty three goalkeeper coach. He's had a different upbringing into the football world which we're going to hear about in a minute he's played for teams such as Arsenal Hibs he even went to India for a little bit Graham Stack how are you mate? I'm blinded thanks for having me come here mate you okay? yeah very good thanks all good first of all thanks for joining us mate I know you've got some absolutely belting stories to tell and I'm sure we're going to get into a few of them in a little bit before we get started though right Mm. I want to talk about your football upbringing because you told me some of these stories before about kind of before football you know what I mean 13, 14, 15 growing up in a pub all that kind of stuff yeah yeah it was crazy yeah yeah listen it was or was it normal for you I think at the time you don't really process what's going on around you it's just that was normality so my mum sort of got quite a big Irish family um, football was just run through the, the blood of our family it was all football football what all players they were all players no yeah. just 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 a love for, yeah, just, okay. just a love for football really um Dad used to take me football up and down the country watching QPR, uh, Sunday League. He was up and down the country, and you know, it was like when you got your your dad and your mum supporting you, taking you around the country for games. And, so at um, this point, you're in the Arsenal Academy. No, this was this was so. My, I started off. It was it's crazy, really, because I thought I was going to be an outfielder. I never, for any minute, expected to sort of be a goalie. Um, but I went, on a, I went on a residential goalkeeping school with Bob Wilson. Mm. Uh, ended up playing in goal because at the time we were we were living in pubs in uh, in West London, and it was mum and dad didn't really want me hanging around. What sort of pubs were we living in? Uh, I lived in a pub called the White Hart, uh, which is near Twickenham Rugby Ground. Yeah, um, and I lived in a pub called the Shire Horse, which is in Hounslow, which is pretty notorious to be fair. So lively, very, yeah, <laughs> it was very lively. We actually, it's funny. The first pub we had was called the uh, was called the White Hart, and. Uh, Nearly never, nearly never come out. We had a fire. Uh, we had a fire. I remember, I remember being upstairs, and my dad would obviously have people managing the bar downstairs, and I was sat upstairs with my dad, and we were just watching TV or we were watching a boxing one evening, and uh, there was a power shortage on the TV, and my, my dad was like, "That's unusual. What was happening? There must be a power cut." So my dad's a sparky as well by trade, so he's thinking I'll sort this out in no time, and he's gone to sort the TV, and he could just he could smell burning. Oof. So. We had, uh, my uncle was living with us at the time. My uncle had moved in for a little bit uh, and we had a loft conversion. And uh, he used to have this electric fire uh, up, upstairs because it was, it was just, it was sort of, a, it was a loft actually converted into a room. Uh, and uh, my uncle had actually left a, a ham and cheese toasting next to this electric fire. And we used to have an English, we used to have a pit bull and we used to have a lab as well, like two pub dogs that were like security if you like. And, um, Obviously, the the dogs obviously smelt the toasty out. <laughs> Trying to stairs. get it. He's done the toasty, <laughs> but he's done the fire as well, the electric fire. <laughs> oh, so the fire has obviously fallen over and set the set the hole upstairs on flames oh. and it was engulfed in flames. So my dad literally, as soon as he smelt the fire, he's run upstairs, stuck his head in and it was carnage. It was, it was going up, the pub was going up. So obviously grabbed me. I remember being at school, funny enough, um, and everything, we just left everything behind. Um, come downstairs and fire fire engines everywhere. I remember staying at my friend's house uh, for a few days, 
Um, I think a lot of people thought my old man was trying to have a carve up with the insurance. Yeah, yeah. but he weren't. He it weren't. was genuine, yeah, because it was a good business. My dad was flying. My my mum and dad were flying. Um, it was right outside Twickenham Rugby Ground. It was like a, lively it was as like you a like five minute walk. So, in terms of like uh, where they were financially, they were in a good place, yeah. and that's the last thing that wanted to happen. But yeah, it was funny. Yeah, nearly, uh, nearly, uh, nearly died in there, but yeah, managed to get out. But but yeah, so going back to sort of my bringing. Uh, uh, you know, with with football and how it how it all started for me, it was uh, it was mad because I used to play on I used to play on field for my school. I used to play for my borough yeah. in central midfield. I played for my county as a centre half, uh, Surrey schools, um, and then I just I just started sort of playing and goal occasionally. What age though? One of my dad's mates was working for QPR when I was about nine years of age, and uh, he said, "Does your boy want to come in uh, and train?" It was a uh, it was in um, near Ealing. Um, at this training centre. So my dad went, yeah, it'd be right up for that. So I've gone in there and sort of doing all right. And they said, like, bring it back. So bring me back. About a month or so later, uh, Phil Parks, the goalie coach, yeah, yeah. was training. And uh, it was at Barclays and uh, Tony Robertson, they've seen yeah, him yeah. training. I remember watching and, and he was like, uh, he's like, you all right, son? And I was like, yeah, yeah. He said, come over, come and say hello. And I was like that, wow. He said, Dave Seaman. Yeah. Like, I knew who Dave Seaman was, do you know what I mean? And uh, and I was a QPR fan. Oh. I, was, I was madly like, and the fact that I was going into QPR training and I'm getting to meet sort of big Dave, I was sort of blown away by it all. And then uh, just kept going back, kept going back. And then there was no goalie coach. And then it was a bit of it was a bit of a mess to be fair. Stopped going in. And then uh, went on Bob Wilson's goalkeeping school. Uh, and then Arsenal said. So know, this like this this goalkeeping school is literally just like it's a residential. Yeah, a anybody residential. that's half decent in goal, come along. No, you don't even have to be half decent. Really? It's just for anyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. You so it's like a soccer it. camp. It's like a soccer wow, camp. Wow, yeah. It's a residential okay. camp. Uh, and I remember going there. Uh, the coaches were different class, like Alex Welsh, Mick Payne, uh, Hildy. There were some Hans Sagers was there. Wow, yeah. They were top coaches. Yeah, they were brilliant, and um, I absolutely loved it. But while I was on the course, I've, I, I won goalkeeper of the course. Nice. And at the end of the course, David Seaman presented me with a with a signed shirt, which I've still got to this day. It was like the green the green JVC one. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, that's a beautiful oh, shirt a, that yeah, is yeah, as yeah, well, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, but has it got the Adidas things down the, the side? Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's beautiful. I yeah. Have, I used to have, we used to have it up in our pub. Funny enough, we used oh, to have a sports bar. Yeah. We used to have some of my some of my old shirts and that in there. So I've done really well on this on this course and. Uh, Bob Wilson sort of said to said to my man, he said, "Listen, he said, he said your boy's got a bit." He said, "He said I think we should, uh, you know, I, should, I think I should speak to Arsenal yeah. and see if we can get him in." But at the time, I was at Arsenal on trial as a midfielder. What on earth? Yeah, so they spoke to, um, I think it was, it might have been Steve Rowley, and they went, uh, "What's his name? Where's he from?" Uh, Graham Stack, uh, from Hounslow. He, he's in already. He's a midfielder. Bob Wilson went, "No, no, no. He's definitely going to be a goalie." So I went into Arsenal and I was on trial. It was like, I've done four weeks on pitch, four weeks in goal, and then I had to make a decision, so. Where, where do you make the decision? How do you make the decision at that point? Uh, Who are you listening to? Who are you talking to? Probably my dad, really. Yeah. Because my dad's going, look, Bob Wilson thinks you're going to be a, he's going to, he thinks you've got a chance. He's got to listen Bob when Bob Wilson, Wilson says something. chance, then we can listen to what Bob says. Yeah. Um, and that was it really it just took off from there just stayed in goal ever since mate you're a trendsetter do you know why because in the modern game of football right if like you're, you, you you work in the Watford Academy now and if you get somebody who's a midfielder who can play in goal mate that is like that's the dream ticket 
Honestly, if you can take this midfielder with his skill and ability with his feet and go right and stop the balls going in the back of the net, like yeah. that's the that's evolution it. of goalkeeping, yeah, isn't it? Of course it is, yeah. Well, you look now, you, listen, we've, and you've worked together, so we, we kind of know what it looks like, but being able to play out and be comfortable in possession is like massive now, even at kids. So my boy is, he's nine, he's at Watford, he's in the academy, but he was the same. He used to yeah. play up front and in central midfield. Yeah. And I always thought he might end up playing in goal because he's a bit of a, He's a bit wild, my youngest. And, uh... <laughs> we played, we played a few weeks ago. So it was, um, I think it was after the Burnley game, the first time I'd played in in a few weeks and whatever. Um, and you brought him in for training on the Sunday, right? So we were just in for the warm down. And uh, he's walked over to me. He is the most confident lad you've oh. ever met in your life, right? And yeah. he's gone, Fuzzy. And I've gone, all right, mate, are you all right? Yeah, he's gone, yeah. What's happening, mate? <laughs> so he's talking about the team. <laughs> yeah, he's talking about the team, right? He's going, what's happening, mate? And I was like, what? It was nil-nil. I didn't let any in. He's putting me on the yeah. back foot, by the way. I had a pop at my back <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I had a pop at my back He was gold. He was gold, honestly. I love, I love him having the confidence and the kid's got a real personality because for me, sometimes now, one thing I have noticed working with a lot of kids, there's not, a lot of these kids just don't have any personality really, or yeah. any character. Not, not not with kids I'm working with, but in general, obviously, I, I work in, I, I do a lot of stuff within with local schools as well. And I've obviously got my own football academy. So I'm seeing, a, I'm definitely seeing a change in these young kids. So what I don't want to do with my son is take that off him. Yeah, yeah of course. Because I want him to be a character. Yeah, because yeah. listen, I, listen, I think you've got to be charismatic and I think you've got to have a personality. But when he said to Fozzie, you got to stop letting goals in. I'm saying, I felt like saying, wait, son, respect who you're speaking to. Do you know what I mean? And I thought, I'm gonna let him. I, I, I let him say it, and he walked off. And I thought, we're gonna talk about that when we get. Yeah, he, he goes, he goes, he goes. What's happening? You got to stop letting goals. And I went, it was nil nil yesterday. I'm like defending myself, right? Yeah. I went, it was nil nil yesterday. It's not me. I can't score as well, mate. All right. Yeah. And he goes, and he, anyway, he just went, yeah. You're watching me later, yeah? And I'm like, yeah. I've got training. Yeah, <laughs> and I felt confident. bad for it, honestly. Yeah. You're watching me later. Um, I don't know, he's mate. He's confident, he's confident. But obviously, he started playing out on pitch and he's at Watford now. And I, I could see him on pitch. Like, he was a good player. Yeah. But the penny dropped for me. He played He played in a quarter um, for Watford against MK Dons in goal and was brilliant. Yeah. And I thought, this is what I expected. Yeah. I sort of kind of thought it might look like this for him when he goes in goal. Cause yeah. he was flying around like a lunatic. Yeah. He was covered head to toe in mud. He was flying out of people's feet. He was shouting at people thinking that's not bad for an eight year old. That's yeah. a good start. Yeah, absolutely. And then- Do you and, do much with him at home? Do you ever get him in goal and diving around not, or anything not, like that? Not, not as much as I should. Because when you've got four kids, it's- Yeah, you got sharing and, about and, that. And I'm, and I'm obviously working, I, I work in the evening sometimes and it's, He's trying to find that balance really. Listen, we do, he comes with my goalkeeping and stuff I do during a week or two evenings a week. He, he, he gets a lot of football now, yeah, he gets a lot of coaching, yeah. but I also didn't want to coach him too much too early. Yeah. I want him to have fun, Damn do you know right. what I mean? Because sometimes you can take that off the kids. Yeah. And uh, so he's, he, MK Dons have said to me, um, do you mind if your son plays for us? Because at the time you're not contracted, it's just like you can, you're free to play for anyone. And I said, I said, yeah, I said, I'll speak to the, the staff at Watford. I said, no reason why not. We want him to play in goal. I said, all right, fine. I said, are you playing? They went, Chelsea. I went, oh, where is it? They went at the training ground. I said, oh, we're definitely playing that. Yeah, of course. Because I want him yeah. to go and see what, 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 Chelsea, what Chelsea looks, looks like. like. Yeah. So we're, we're on the way there and I'm trying to give him that little pep talk saying, listen, son, you know you're not like a goalie and you know you just started and you're probably going to let quite a few just in. enjoy it. He's going, no, I won't. I said, <laughs> no, 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 you're playing Chelsea. I said, look, these are going to be really good. He went, no, nah. he went, I won't let, I went, all right, we'll see. So obviously these, he turned up at Chelsea, blown away by all the drive. He's just, it's unreal. 
And uh, he's walking out on the pitch and I'm thinking, I'm looking at these boys from Chelsea, these under eights, I think they might have been at the time. And I'm going, wow, the size of them. Giants. They're giants. All look like they're going to be top athletes World as well. Beaters, yeah. And uh, he's played in goal. I think he's let six or seven in, really in like the first 20 minutes. And I'm thinking, right, I knew this was coming, but yeah. he obviously didn't. So how do I pick this little fella up after? <laughs> do you know what I mean? So you, you, you just got to be so positive. You just got to, because when they're that little, it's quite, I thought this is actually what I thought was going to be a really good experience for him. Yeah. Actually might be quite damaging him for him. Bit, yeah. So I wanted to try and protect him a little bit. Uh, but he was all right, but because of the character he is, yeah, yeah, it yeah. was just like, he just shrugged it off as if to say like, don't matter. Mate, he's definitely yeah. got that off his old man then. I would love to have seen you back in the day, mate, mm. honestly. I can just imagine you in the youth team going all the way through the ranks and stuff, like yeah. lively as you like. But like you said, you said a minute right there, mm. young lads don't have that anymore, do they? Yeah, that's they one don't. thing I look for. Like, listen, everyone's different. I work with, let's say I've got six goalies in, in, my, in my PDP, in my group they are all really different. Yeah. So you know you've worked with them. Yeah, so Dante's yeah. quite a serious character at times. Yeah. He's quite reserved, he's quite laid back, Miles, he's quite forthcoming, so Parks, Parks he's probably a bit too laid back. Yeah. And then, do you know what I mean? Alfie Marriott, really calm and yeah, controlled. Yeah, yeah, they're all, good, they're all real different characters. They are, aren't they? And you can't, listen, if there was 11 ranters and ravers in a team, it wouldn't work. Do you know yeah, what I mean? You've got to have a mix of all sorts. You've got to have a mix, but I do think being a goalkeeper, I mean, well, Wilson wrote a book, didn't he, called Crazy Once, and it was all about goalkeepers being sort of mad. Yeah. And to be fair, I do believe there's, there's a lot of truth in that. Yeah. But I think now goalies are probably, goalies used to be seen as quite dopey or yeah, sort yeah. of slow yeah. or unfit. But you look at goalies now, goalies are like, they're, they're, at the goalies I've got in, in, in the academy that I look after, one of them is the fastest in the academy. Yeah. The other one jumps the highest like Dante, yeah. he jumps like 54 centimetres. Yeah, he's a joke, isn't Dan's he? lightning quick. Miles is like an Olympic athlete. They're yeah. all, that's the way I want my goalies to be. Yeah. And see pre-season, when they run, they run to win. Yeah. They're not, they're not running to make the numbers up. That's, and I want them to beat each other. Yeah, and I nice. put them together because I want to see who's got the character. If you don't win, that's fine, but I want to see you dig in. Yeah. And I want to see yeah. how far you want to go. And to be fair to the goalies, they, they take that on board. And I know before they come back in, they train. Because I know there's that little thing in their head that goes, right, I've got to come back and I've got to be in front of him. Mate, which is, I think, the right mentality. Compet being competitive, like that's the, that's the only reason I'm, I made it to be a footballer because I am I am the most competitive person in the world. Yeah. Like I've said to you, I've said to you this before, and I say it to all the other goalies as well. Like I say to Rob Elliott and Dan Batman at football, like when we go out for training, whatever exercise it is we're doing, even if it's the first 10 volleys of the exercise, yeah? it's a competition in my head. So I will yeah. make sure I've caught my 10 clean and yeah. then I will watch them do it. And yeah. if they drop one or yeah, don't catch it cleanly, yeah. I'm winning. Yeah, yeah, I'm winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do it for everything. And then I finish the training session. I'll go, who won that training session? I won that training session. Yeah. That's what I'll do. I will, yeah. honestly. And I, I think, think that's, that's what will tell me when yeah. I want to retire, when I'm no longer winning all yeah. the time. I don't know, like when, when, when I was coming through, listen, I, I would never claim to have the most ability. I've definitely played with goalies that were, that were better than myself. Stewie Taylor was probably a better goalie than me in terms of. So uh, yeah, who were some of the uh, the goalies that you came so up with for the ranks and that? The one, the the, the the main one really was me and Stewie Taylor. Yeah, was lovely lad, in it, yeah. Yeah, Stewie's different class. I saw Stewie um, at Tottenham the other day uh, at Hall End. The other day, his boy was playing. His boy was playing for Tottenham against Arsenal, believe it or not. Yeah. And obviously, he's an ex-Arsenal player. My boy was playing for Watford against Arsenal. Nice. 
and uh, I just bumped into him and we had a little chat. But um, but Stewie, Stewie was Stewie was a good goalie. He helps when you're six foot five like Stewie. Yeah, God, yeah. That's it. Uh, you know, he walks, massive, he walks in the building. You're going, wow, yeah. what a lovely frame. Yeah. But he was a good goalie. Technically, he was really sound. He kicked the ball a mile. Um, and and he was he was my direct competition, and he was someone that I always knew that I'd have a battle on my hands to take over. Now, if you know you're weaker in certain aspects of your game than somebody else, you need to find ways that are going to give you an edge and get you in front. So it was definitely my my work ethic, and I'd say that pretty much against most other goalies that I've ever worked with, my work ethic and my, my desire to train and improve in other aspects of my game, like my physical strength or whatever it might be. I'd always make sure I do the graft. Interesting, Stucky. When when you said about weaknesses in your game, so you, yeah, like anyone, any sport, any walk yeah. of life, you'll have things you're really good at and things yeah. that that you're not so good at. Yeah. Was your opinion that you needed to work on the things you weren't as good at, or focus on the things you're really good at? I think there's both. So I think you, what you can't do, you can't neglect the things you're doing really well, or you're or you're good at, because once you lose focus of that, that's what you are, and then you. I wasn't great at taking crosses. It wasn't, I don't even think I was great at it. I just, I just probably never come for enough earlier on in my career. Yeah. Because I was frightened of failing. Yeah. I was yeah. frightened of coming out and missing one or dropping one. And I think once you've planted that seed, it's, it's very hard. I needed someone to say, look, just come. It don't matter. If you, that's what I say now yeah, to some young yeah, keepers. Yeah, yeah, If your manager say, says it, if you yeah. come, obviously you can't keep coming and making the wrong decision. I said, but once you come, you know, you come and take one cleanly through bodies, you're going, well, it feels good. Man, I'm going to have a good game today. You yeah. know that. If you down the first minute of the game, your game set. Like I, I definitely. honestly think, I think come, uh, even better, even more than making, making a world class yeah, save. Yeah, coming out and taking a cross from a corner in the first minute of the game yeah. sets you up for a game better than anything yeah. else, doesn't it? And what do they do in the last minute when you come and take one? And yeah. the centre half are giving you a pat on the back, exactly. giving you a high five because that's massive because it just takes all the pressure off. But it wasn't. I weren't good at it. I just felt like I was making the wrong decisions. Yeah, okay. Like I'd be coming and I'd be like, what am I doing? I'm never going to get that. Yeah. Or I'd stand my line and I'm like, oh my God, I should have come and got that. And it's in the back of the net. Yeah. <laughs> so that was something that I didn't, I probably could have, I could have improved on in fairness. But I've always said, listen, crossings are really difficult. It's a, it's a difficult thing to practice yeah. for a goalkeeper because you need, you need chaos. You need people in the box. You need contact. Yeah. And people so, taking your eyes off like the ball yeah. and stuff. So when you got people moving and like you can practice it in training, still not quite the same. You can but, get your time. In yeah, time, but yeah. you can get your time in. But you need people moving about, giving you a little bump, all that kind of stuff, because it takes your eye off that ball. But you need to look at that ball, be moving your feet in like an anticipation yeah. or yeah. reading yeah. the run of a player who might get in your way, all that kind of stuff. It's it's not yeah. easy, is it? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, listen, that's that, that's probably why I end up having. Uh, the career I did, I would probably say, you know, for me, and that's and to be fair, that's my family life as well. That's the way I am as a person. I do graft, and my kids have. Yeah. I think my kids would definitely. They got no choice. They yeah, they're grafting. That. They have to. Yeah. They're working on my football camp now. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good lads. She's, I love that. She's fourteen. She, uh, yeah, kids, the girls as well. I love it. Yeah. And my other two boys just sort of where they do it. Saves, saves childcare as well. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. they love it anyway. You bang on though, Stacky. Like I know you, you, me and you are exactly the same. Like um, my kids, are good at good, better at certain things than other sports, and and at school, you know, they're decent mm. at school. But like the one thing I won't tolerate, and you're the same, is if they haven't put in a shift, and that could yeah. be at school, at sports, or anything. Because that's the that's the worst thing is when you watch your kid and you know that they haven't quite. Yeah. They haven't quite dug in. Yeah, it's the worst, isn't it? Well, with with my kids, I'd like to think that they're, they're quite clever kids. They're sharp kids, especially yeah. my older. She's a really bright girl, and um, 
in terms of like work, you know, going back to work ethic and sort of doing stuff, sort of, I went, I went to university at 35. Yeah. Because, not because I was uneducated or I was, I wasn't the brightest, but I wanted to, I wanted, almost wanted to prove to my kids that daddy's, daddy's capable of yeah, doing nice. yeah. loads of stuff. Daddy's got a football academy, daddy's works at schools, daddy works for Watford. Now daddy's gonna go and do a degree. And they were like, and I think that was quite powerful because when the kids see that you are, like it is 100 mile an hour in my house. It's full on. So then I've take been that in his on. house, it is 100 mile an hour in his <laughs> yeah, house. Yeah. Those kids are skimming off the wall. Like, <laughs> energy to burn. Yeah, And then you're a taxi driver and then you're trying, and it, there's just so much going on. So I thought probably bad timing, but I was sort of coming to the end of my career and I was like, right, what do I do now? How do I plan? What, what, what do I love? What am I good at? And I thought, right, let's go down the professional broadcast and the sports writing route. So I'd done that and I think that was important for the kids to see that dad's able to to just do more than one thing. Yeah, you could be just happy settling on being a goalie coach. You yeah. can do it for the rest of your career, your rest yeah. of your life basically. Yeah. Listen, if it paid, listen, if it paid hundreds of thousands a year, yeah. then it's a different thing. It, that's yeah. a different yeah, conversation, course, yeah. but my circumstances weren't that I was able to do that. So as I say, you have to think outside the box. So right, take us back to, um, we're in the Arsenal uh, Academy. You, was it the Academy then, youth, youth team? Mm. Yeah. What's what's day to day life like? Are you progressing? Uh, you're doing well. All that kind of stuff. Our academy was unbelievable. So I was thinking about this the other day. So obviously, when we were young kids and that, we were coming through. You see now, some goalies have got a first team goalkeeping coach, an assistant goalkeeping coach. They've got an under twenty three's goalie coach, yeah. an 18's goalie coach, and a head of goalkeeping. For example, at some yeah. clubs. Back in the day, there was Bob Wilson. Yeah. So <laughs> that was it. So the under the under eighteen goalies. Um, yeah. And the under 17 goalies, like me and Stewie Taylor, we yeah. would train every day with Bob Wilson. Oh, really? Yeah. So, so the whole lot, he would do everything. It would, be, it would be Bob Wilson. It would be me. Bob Wilson, it, a legend, yeah? Unbelievable. What man? Yeah. What a man. I love that. His hips were hanging off yeah. and he was still finding ways <laughs> to, to pull the trigger. <laughs> he was a legend. And he never reinvented the wheel. It was keep the ball out the back of the net. Boom. Pretty simple. Catch it if you can. If you can't, just say that. Lot it. to be said for that, isn't it? Right. That was really simple. And Dave, Dave Seaman didn't do too bad, did he? So, yeah. It was Alex Meninga, David Seaman, John Lukic, uh, me and Stewie Taylor. That was kind of our five for a. For, hey, that's for a, a bad. That's not a bad five, that you know. And that was that. That was. And we had Richard Wright. Uh, Richard Wright came in. So Wright, he came in. Um, came in for a lot of money, Richard Wright, yeah, didn't he? he did yeah. British transfer yeah. record, I think, at yeah, one point, weren't it? Was yeah. Um, it didn't quite work out for Wright, to be fair, but. But yeah, you look at that. Like, I was sixteen, and I was like, I'm training with Dave. He's playing for England. Yeah. Like, I can't, like you can't, you can't give that to kids now. Nah. Like imagine that opportunity. That's why when these, when our goalies go over with you, I say, listen, do not waste a minute. I said, watch everything he does. Yeah. Listen to everything he says, because trust me, these opportunities are few and far between. Yeah. So don't go over there. Don't go through emotions. Don't start sloppy. Don't become his mate. He's not your mate. You, he's, you're looking up to him. So don't. Yeah, be friendly and have a have have a relationship with a professional one. But sometimes I find that goal when you've got the the GK union, sometimes in training it can become a little bit. Yeah, do you know what? Can I be honest with, with you? Can I be honest with you, right? When whenever we get any of the young lads over, I will train harder in that training session than I would train if we had I don't know somebody who's just joined the club or what. 
when the young lads come over, I will train, I will make a point of training harder than anyone else. It's That's its own competition for me, yeah? yeah? I will make sure I get up off the ground quicker, yeah? I'm ready for the next one quicker. Why is that? Because you're showing them, I'm, I'm showing this that age level, and yeah. I'm... But I want them to come over and go, he, that guy's 38 years old and he's still, and he's faster than me. He's quicker than me. He gets up quicker than me. He's got better hands than me. He's everything, right? And... I won't say I'm horrible to I'm definitely not horrible to them. I can't say that. that is, that's way too hard. But I am on them. Like when the young lads come over, I will make a point of going, lazy that is, that's lazy. You know it's lazy. And when I say lazy, I don't mean he's not trying. What I mean is you can do everything sharply. You can do it fast and quick and everything. You can get your feet a couple steps so that you can catch the ball instead of just standing where you are and pushing it away which would then lead to maybe a corner or somebody putting it back in from an angle or something. I'd say that's lazy and they'll be like, yeah, but it would only take two or three doing it and then they're on it and they realise what it is. But it's I, that, pressure, I, isn't it? It's, 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 good, it's good that you, it, it, when it comes from another voice, yeah. sometimes when you're a coach, it's, it's your voice, it's like your, it's your voice. parent. Yeah. You're like a parent. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes it's nice for a senior goalie to step in and you tell him yeah. because that, take, that, that it, it means more. Yeah. Ben Foster's telling them what to do. That yeah. means far more than me continuously telling him where he's going wrong. Um, but yes, obviously very fortunate to be training with them, them goalies from such a young age. But I mean, our youth team was, our youth team was frightening. So, I mean, with, without going through the whole team, we had like Jay Bothrow played for England. Yeah. Stephen Sidwell, Jerome Thomas, Jermaine Pennant, uh, was Morris Bolts, Ashley Cole was a year above me. Year above. Who's, who's the lad you were telling me about ages ago? Uh, <clears throat> he was like the, 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 the biggest thing ever. But David never, Noble. De, what's his name? David Noble. David Noble. Mm, you, yeah. I don't know if you remember this kid. I remember him as youngster because I was coming up, I was a young David player. Noble. Or, was he less? Yeah. No, no, it was Bristol City. He, but and in the, he was the next, he was like that next like Big thing. thing through Arsenal, played a couple of games for the first team yeah. and everybody at one point was like, well, he's yeah. just going to be, was, he's yeah. going to be, I've was he a central said, midfielder? He was a central midfielder, yeah. yeah. He went to, he went to Lily Sean Obes. It was like him and Joe Cole, to be fair, were like, pff, yeah, they were like, like, no, it was reminding me of Gaza. They're just ahead of everyone he else. He was just doing everything. Things. Yeah. I remember, yeah, as a kid, he was such, he, he was like so confident as a kid. I remember thinking, like, I was so gutted he was so good because I wanted to play midfield. And I was like, I wish he weren't that good. I'd have a chance, you know what I mean? But he was, he used to, he used to wear a Van Basten top to training. And I remember I had a, I think we thought, I think it was only me and him in the change room to this day. We talk about it. And it was a hybrid in the JVC centre downstairs. And I don't know how this has started, but we've basically near on had a punch up. Foul. It's only me. I have got an idea. It was me and him. There was no one else in the change room. And I think it was because I was so gutted and he was so good. I think I've just. So, Did you say to him, mate, on, I, I wish you weren't so, so good. Yeah, and I remember coming out. My mum used to get the train with me. I was only about 30, 12 or 13. I was going to Arsenal from Hounslow. And I said, oh, mum. I said, um, my mum said, you're right. I said, I said, no, no, you're not going to believe it. I went, I've just had a fight with one of the boys. She went, not Van Basten was it in other words don't fall out with the best player of the club <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean make sure it's not him and now we're best mates like I was at his 40th recently but but I hate to miss people out but we had John Halls right yeah, back yeah John Halls yeah, ben yeah. Chorley centre half yeah. captain like we were 
I mean, we just had so many top players that went on to have top careers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Halsey, John Halls is probably one of the biggest models in the world. Yeah, he is, and he next, and he does all yeah, sorts. He yeah. does. It. I was at Stoke He's, with John Halls for a bit, yeah. mate. I remember him walking through the doors. Right, I think I was 18, 18, 19 at the time, and I remember him walking him through the doors on loan from Arsenal. Right, he had a Range Rover, and first straight away everyone was like, "He's got Range Rover Vogue." Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. And then he bowls through, and he is a million, mate. Honestly, the yeah. most handsome man <laughs> you've is, ever yeah. seen in your life. Like dresses, like you wouldn't believe. I try not Every, to go out of him. Yeah, mate, he, he must be, he, he would just be clicking people. You, come here. Honestly, mm. he was incredible. What a guy. Yeah, we used to have, we used to have Don Howe. Don Howe was out. This is brilliant. So Don Howe, legend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Legend. We all went to his funeral. We all, we all loved Don to pieces. He was a real, you, you could, he, he was our youth team coach. I'm working, I've got Bob Wilson, my goalie coach. I've got Don Howe, my youth team coach. I've got Liam Brady, uh, who was, um, like academy sort of almost like academy yeah, 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 yeah. he would be like your equivalent to like your academy uh, manager or your academy director now wow. that's what Liam was legends they like looking after our youth team and I remember one day we were we had we had some we had some players that just they could turn it on like that so sometimes in training they would they would mess about because things were too easy because they were just such talented kids and I remember we were doing some crossing and finishing once and Someone like crossed the ball over the bar, and then someone's done it again. And Don Howe went right. That's it. Don Howe must have been in his seventies. Don Howe has got the ball at right back. He's dribbling down the line. He's coming inside. I'm thinking, oh my god, he, he was gonna he's gonna keel over. Don, what you're doing? But he was just so enthusiastic. He, he I, we all loved him because yeah. he was just his standards and his. It, they, it, his levels were just he would not let the levels drop off yeah yeah because uh, because of him I felt as though he he just because he was such an icon a coaching icon and he's gone to world cups if Don said it like that was it you we had, to, had, do we it. had mm. to do it properly but the enthusiasm of him like running down the line in 70 odd like do you think, do you think that's what's in. kind of do you think that's what's sort of missing with some of the young players nowadays is having is having that kind of authority above them and people that do you know what I mean it's times almost like changed, haven't yeah, they? yeah times have changed but, and what I mean by that is like I feel like some of the young lads it's almost like they're just wrapped in cotton wool cotton wool do you know what yeah, I mean you can't yeah. shout at them you can't tell them to do this it's like yeah. you have to advise them try this try that and they, you have to be a bit nicey nicey do they almost. do like do they clean boots and the changing rooms out anymore not really. We, listen, so. in my youth team, we had, to, we had to clean the bus out. We had to sweep the changing rooms. We used to have to bring kit back to the, back to Highbury. We would like, we'd do boots, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But now I think it's become, there's a lot of red tape over stuff, isn't there? Yeah, that, of course, like, yeah. Kids can't do that, kids can't do this. And I'm not being funny, it didn't do me any harm. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that Dave Seaman just gave me tons of credit at Christmas was nice for Dave. Did he? Yeah. Were you his boot boy? Yeah, I was his boot boy. Mate, can I? Um, I I got to say this story because we had him on the pod the other night, right? And first of all, what a guy, gentleman, like the just the nicest man. His hands, Stacky. Oh, no, yeah. His hands, yeah. Uh they're like a bear paw. It was quite Baker. literally a yeah, bear massive. paw, right? Yeah, so his, if I put my two hands like that, that was the <laughs> yeah, size of his one hand, right? Yeah. And I shook his hand when he walked in and went, hello, mate, nice to see you. And I straight away, I yeah. grabbed it and I looked at it. I had to tilt it and go, oh my, look at this. And he just, you know, oh, oh, oh. He's a giant though. Mate, giant. Just a He's big a bloke, isn't he? He was never out of position though, Dave. Yeah, He's I really see. Obviously, you've seen him at full stretch a couple of times from Notorious. Like, yeah. Memorable save that he's made. 
uh, especially the one against Sheffield, but he always seemed to be in, in the right control. place. Yeah, you never see him sort of he was cool, in a good position or reliable, to mate. Like these top top worldies out yeah. because he was just always in the right place. So right, hold on, you get you're coming up through the ranks. So so yeah, so we were. So you do a new team. You're getting yeah, near back the to first back team. Cup yeah, yeah. So our age group won it the year below us. Won it. We were like we were all singing and dancing, and then obviously some of us moved on. Some of us signed pro. Some of us started training with the first team. Which was obviously where my sort of I, my career started really yeah. for me. So it was a Carling Cup, as it tends to be nowadays. Debut. Yeah, my debut. It was a debut of dreams. I should have retired after the game. <laughs> it was like, like it's unreal. Like I, I get shivers now thinking about it. It's mad. Um, yes, it was at Highbury, obviously, yeah. which is what a wow. place. It was against Rotherham in the League Cup. I remember so we used to have like the squad used to go up on the board in the back of the chamber room and you're thinking please let me be in the squad please let me be in the squad I was in the squad and I thought right happy days and then you're thinking right am I going to play but I knew the boy that was on the bench with me I think it was Craig Holloway he was another young lad yeah. and I was ahead of him so I sort of like put two and two together thinking I'm definitely going to play be me. Gotta yeah be me. everyone come like we had a probably because we were living in the pub like the whole pub was coming wow. we had coaches go to the game we had t-shirts made up we had flags and everything that's my mum like my mum mate that brings a lot of pressure on itself don't yeah, it yeah mate yeah, that yeah, brings yeah. an awful lot of pressure we were talking to Rob yeah. Elliott and he, quite liked he, it, he was from Newcastle like and he was saying when he played Newcastle like no sorry Char Charlton because he's yeah, from course. Charlton yeah, yeah, and his dad yeah, was a yeah. massive Charlton fan went with all the like the fans and he said yeah. the pressure was like yeah. it was it was a problem like yeah, but I loved it though. Did you? Yeah, yeah, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. See him like mates in the stand and that. It was, it was quality. And then, so I was playing really well. Like, so I bought these. So I bought. I was given these gloves from Adidas. They were like roll fingers, and this is me being inexperienced. But I'm gonna save these for my debut. Save them for my debut. Brand new gloves, just out of the packet. Didn't remember to warm up. But I saved them for the game. No, just fresh. Fresh. No, nah, you can't do <laughs> hey, that. Obviously, yeah. No, I didn't realise at the time. Here's me. I want my debut to be perfect. I want to look the part. Do you know what I mean? I want these new fresh gloves on. I don't want to get them dirty. Well, it started raining, didn't it? Just before we went out. <sighs> like a bar Fuzzy, of soap. I swear to you now. So I, I think I might have got like five half volleys just before we kicked off. Just to test his first one went through my gloves I'm going oh my god you didn't even do the warm up in them no no stacky no. Oh, no, I know I've saved them for the game my, my big debut <laughs> <laughs> so someone did a half volley at me it was literally it was it was just a dolly I'm, straight man. I'm going oh my god what's happening there like this is, we're just about to kick off <laughs> like add another one I'm like oh my god the ball was like that I'm you're panicking here I'm having a major panic up oh. my gloves are in the changing room it looks unprofessional if someone has to go in and get them and bring especially them out especially your debut as During well the game, it think, looks like a mess he's, like, the he's in his head he's in his head he's I'm panicking like, oh don't I was, in, I was a bag of nerves and the rain was coming down oh and I remember that, uh, someone's hit one from about 30 yards. And I think the things that went through my mind <laughs> as it's left his foot, by the time it's got to me, I've pictured it going through my legs, over my head, through my hands. I'm thinking like, oh, and he's, he's hit it. And I've just gone, pop, I've just caught it cleaner. Stuck. And I went, I'm, I'm all That'll right now, I'm sweet. <laughs> and I actually went on to have a really good game. And we were winning one nil up until sort of like the, the dying minutes. and. Uh, and Darren Byfield scored and I was gutted because I was probably kind of almost like man of the match yeah yeah nice I thought what a debut and then you think oh the dream's over man of the match one nil clean sheet into the next round I scored I was gutted and then it's game went on one or one or extra time first half second half thinking hold on dream's back on Panos I'm thinking Panos yes. here we go so um, 
it's gone to pens and uh, I don't like telling you the score because it was like 9-8 in the end. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. We had a man, I think we lost a man to injury and I, 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 I put this right, I've saved, I think I've saved the second or the third. I've tipped one onto the post and it's gone back round. It's, it's round to me. And I'm thinking, I've just seen someone go out on the halfway line. I'm thinking, no, I've got to take one. And I was like, that, I can do this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I was confident anyway because I was a play out pitch and I was just <laughs> thought, Right, this is my ch this is my stage, you know what I mean? Save two pens. Now I've got to score to top it off. Is it to win? Score to win? No, scores could stay in it. Yeah, okay. So I've scored and then they missed and then Sylvan Wiltord scored. Yeah. And I was expecting everyone to run to Sylvan, but Sylvan Wiltord's come and picked me up. Nah, and then everyone's yeah, on and you. And everyone's jumped on me. And I've got the picture. I haven't got many pictures of me playing football, to be fair, in my house. I think that's probably the only one, to be fair. And it's that picture, it's Silver Water picking me up. And there's a fan run on the pitch as well. He's in the background, like almost on the pitch, this geezer, with all the lads. And I just thought, like, you just couldn't write that. Yeah. If you were going to do a film and that was like, that was the story, you'd be saying it was too corny, Mate. wouldn't you? You'd be saying, like, that never happens. And if you, if you can bottle lit. that feeling of like that, that's that yeah. few like moments, you know what I mean? It's, it might only be like 30 seconds, 40 seconds, or whatever. Like, if you could bottle that and yeah. feel it again, yeah. mate, it gives you goosebumps, doesn't it? I don't it? think I've ever, I've had some highs, yeah, but I don't think I've ever, I've that. never had that, like, I've never got that one it's the again. first one, though, because it's the first one. Maybe yeah. it is it, maybe it was because it was the first one, but it was just, it was incredible. And I played in all the other, I played in the rest of the. In all, the, in all the other games and all the other rounds and yeah. we lost a, we, lo we lost a borough we lost a borough in the semis and to be fair to the gaffer I thought that if we qualified I thought that Jens might play in the final but he's still here no because we got knocked out in the semis but ah, yeah. the gaffer pulled me before the second leg and said look if we go through you'll play in the final oh decent and I think that was a psychological one from him yeah. as well hopefully it was true uh, but basically to say look don't, don't yeah. think about if we got through on one or playing the final, it's, it's your last look. chance. You've got so another he's, one. So he's put my mind at rest. He went, if we get through your plan the final. Honestly, right? People, I, 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 this is where like people skills as a manager for me are like so important. Right? If if I, I basically just want my manager before the game starts. Right? I don't want him to say anything else to me about the game because I know how to play football. You know how to play football. Every every footballer does. Well, goalkeeper does anyway. I just wanted to put his arm around me and go to save us today. Yeah. Just yeah. save us, would you? Yeah. You're the man you are. Just save us today, right? And if a manager says that to me, I go, yeah, I'll do that for you. That's that's. I'd love that. But do you Thank know you. what? Working, obviously, having the opportunity to work with you, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell him how to start playing and go or what to. Or, nah, do you know? I'd change. listen to him though. I would. I'd listen to him. Do you know why? Because you know, I've got to say, as a goalie coach, right? So you did it. You you worked with the first team. It was probably what eighteen months ago, wasn't it? Yeah. When it was the Premier League season where we got relegated towards yeah. the end of the season after COVID had hit, and um, Stacky took us with um, Hayden uh, Hayden Mullins, and th do you know what? They were brilliant. They were absolutely brilliant, right? Um, but Stacky was taking the goalkeepers, and I would listen to every single word Stacky said about anything that I've done in the game should you have done this should you have done that could you have come for this could you have come for that you could have kicked it here could have clipped it there I will listen to every word because he knows the game like the back of his hands you do Stacky man I'm not again yeah, no, I'd like to I, honestly mate I'm not blowing smoke up your yeah, ass but yeah, yeah, in terms yeah. of goalkeeper coaching you know the game like the back of your hand and I would happily listen to everything you say because yeah. you would want me like if it was the roles were reversed yeah, course, and I course. said it to you you'd Definitely. go yeah cool you, yeah. you've got to be honest with yourself as you, a goalie I, haven't you but I think you have to have that relationship where you can where you can be brutally honest yeah Fozzie got to do better there. Fozzie can start maybe slightly higher there. Fozzie, what do you think about that? Maybe you could change this. Maybe you could do that. Listen, ultimately, for me, the biggest, one thing I learned was 
you basically um, facilitating a session for him. Yes, there's Gomez, there's Pontus and there's Dan. But ultimately, he's going to be playing on the weekend. So it's for me, and you have to find a balance because you need to make sure the others are happy because it's tough to keep yeah. other goalies happy. Yeah. It's tough, especially when they expect to play. So it was finding that balance with the other goalies. I think we got right. Yeah. But for me, it was getting him in the best possible frame of mind. People used to people used to take the piss. They say, you just play tennis all the time. I say, yeah, on a Friday I do. Because it, it makes him happy. Yeah. And if he's got a smile on his face and he's happy, I know a happy goalie tends to be a good one. Yeah, it's true. And I, I, I'm not going to coach you on a Friday and I'm not going to put saying, oh, listen, we work, but just for that 15, 20 minutes, I think it's important for him to get in to be in a good place yeah, and it'll be the same after training we'd always make sure I'd want to make sure he was right psychologically because I think that's massive I think that's massive yeah it's true mate it's Bolton honestly it is it we is. used to have some proper battles didn't we it was world class mate yeah. do you know what right we used to play you head tennis you just could put Pontus and Dan on the same no, they were so. brutal mate Pontus <laughs> was absolutely awful right so we would team up so it would be doubles it would be head tennis doubles right and um Stacky, right? He's a player, yeah? He is. He's a lovely player. He's got a lovely touch, all this kind of stuff. But the problem with Stacky, right, yeah, is he gets a little bit excited, yeah. okay? <laughs> so so if we're winning or he's playing well and he's played a few uh, nice shots or something like that, right, I'll lay him a ball and I'll be going, yeah, back to me. He'll be trying an overhead kick, kick from the edge of the, the corner of the court. He's got absolutely zero chance of pulling it off. Yeah. And he'll be pulling it up going, oh, it was close though. And I'm going, it ain't close, you dickhead. Yeah, yeah. Which would then let the other team get back into the game. Yeah. They'll start scoring a few points. The amount of games that we would barely just win or just lose because dickhead yeah. here was like, was getting too excited about it. Oh watching, my God. I was watching, I think, some Watford footage from a couple of years ago and it was, um, yeah, you two versus Dan and Gomi. Yeah. And it was, it was yeah. like, it's it gets, it gets heavy. Yeah, it gets serious, doesn't it? Good fun to yeah. But I get the go. I get the young ones out early now. I yeah. say, look, you know what a head tennis net is. You don't need me to come out and stand there and watch you do it. Get out twenty minutes early. Practice on it and just go and play. Mate, it's it not improves be your touch. It improves your touch. Like and you wouldn't it's believe. a chance to build a bit of camaraderie yeah. and a bit of competition. It's the best warm up as gonna, well. And it's going to help. Yeah, it's the yeah. best warm up you can do. You're we like they say. It used to get a bit heated with us lot, so we would take it proper That's serious. We're winners, aren't yeah, we? we're, we're winners, mate. That's what That's we are. It. So we'd take it serious, right? And by the end of it, it might only be 20 minutes, you are blowing out your asshole, you're yeah. sweating your tits off, right? It is yeah. incredible. You're yeah. good to go for the session. It's <laughs> really, that. really good. So so when, obviously, you graduate into the Arsenal first team, signing pro, and obviously you were part of the Invincible squad. Yeah. Who was the Invincible goal? Lehman. Jens yeah, Lehman. Jens. Talk to me about Jens Lehman. Wow, what a man. So he was really, he was a strong character. Yeah. Yeah, strong character, big personality in the change room. Like looking at him, serious yeah. guy, serious guy. But he had a, he had, he was a good man. He yeah, had a good, yeah, had a good heart, had a good sense of humour. But he was just a serious trainer. It was mad because that invincible season, we never had a goalie coach on a match day. So the sub goalie, no, I remember yeah. this. Yeah, the sub goalie would warm up the first sub goalie would, would warm travel. up Jens. So I think it all started when Bob Wilson was doing uh, work like commentary work or TV work uh, on a Saturday, so he could never make the game. No, and that was just that was fine. So what used to happen is the, the number two goalie used to take the warm-up. And uh, I remember doing Jens' warm-up. Oh my God, I think I shanked one like out of about 40. Yeah. And he just looked at me as if to say like, <laughs> kick it straight. And I was like that, oh my God. Okay. Like, <laughs> like, what are you so serious for? Like, relax. And it was just like, he kept you on edge. He kept you on your toes. And I remember we used to do these races on a Friday. And again, he's... He's he's German, isn't he? He yeah. wants to win at everything. Serious, but he was he was getting on. It must have been about thirty seven or thirty eight. I was this young whippersnapper. I was like twenty three, twenty four, 
and we used to do these races so like Jerry Payton our goalie coach used to say, say like there would be a, a word and on that word you'd have to go and uh, so it was like whatever whatever it would go and it would go and then it was, I was battering him I was hammering him and all the first team all the first team was like Thierry Patrick they were all coming out and I thought right I'm going to mug him here so Are you, um, when you say you're going to batter him you mean you're giving no, it him no no so we've, we've, we're we racing as we're racing I've turned around and started running back <laughs> laughing at him I'm smiling at him so I've gone past the finish line but he's speeding up he's coming for me he wants me dead he wants me dead all the first team boys are laughing because Jens who no one takes the piss out of has just getting taken the piss out of and I thought oh my god he's actually trying to catch me so I had to turn around I was just like that I just sprinted off I thought I cannot let this beast get his hands on me and then he calmed down and then we was right he said don't you ever do that again to me I went, sorry big fella sorry but when I say training wise yeah animal really animal what a trainer what a trainer like mentality like just doesn't want to see the ball in a goal Love doesn't that. want to drop no. he, he was another one hands like that but yeah he's another just just winner I learned a lot from him yeah I learned a hell of a lot from him this yeah. is what I'm saying about when the younger ones come over you've got to put on a session you've got to you've got to give it a go because yeah. they that young one picks up so much from that it's like that's the level that's what they've got to aim at. If they want to be a footballer, a Premier League footballer, a League One, League Two, whatever it is, yeah. that's what you've got to get to. Um, I, I used to love Jens Lehmann so much, right? That um, First of all, the reason why I used to love him most was because it, like all the way through in the Premier League and stuff, there were loads of teams with big throws and big horns and stuff like that. Come. The throws, right? Yeah. He's the only goalie I've ever seen when it was a throw-in and you know when then they launch it into the box, he would stand in the corner of his six-yard box, yeah. right? He yeah. would stand in the Starting corner of his six-yard box and go, go on then, do it. <laughs> yeah. Mate, to do that, to have the balls, to be able to do that, I couldn't do that. You yeah. couldn't do that. No, it's frightening, no, no, isn't no, no, it? No. That he, is that frightening. Was, that was him though. That, yeah. summed, that summed him up. And it brilliant though. So for that invincible season, he never missed a minute. Yeah. He never missed a minute. And you're thinking, come on, just give me. I'll throw through the season. I'm like, come on, I'd love a game. As it gets to like two to go and you ain't lost a game, I'm thinking, please don't come no. off. Please don't get injured. Because if you come off now, and you and I come on and ruin this whole record, I'll never be forgiven. Do you reckon that'll ever happen again? Sorry. No. No, nah, not invincible. No. I can't see it. Well, we done it, didn't we? We beat, we beat Liverpool 3 0 at Vic Road, didn't yeah. we? And that sort of, because they were motoring at yeah. the time. So um, it was funny. Capoue said, "Look, you're you're still the only invincible." Yeah, it's after true. The game, it was lovely. It was nice, but yeah, but yeah. So we had um, what was it? What was I coming back to? It was me and Jens. What was I saying? I've lost myself. I ain't got a clue. What were we saying about we saying that about invincible that? season? Uh, oh, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, going back to hold on, edit that, Frankers. So yeah. going back to the invincible season. So obviously it was just me and Jens. I didn't. I wanted him to get injured. At the start. So you were sub goalie for the whole I of was the sub goalie, yeah. Yeah, for, yeah. I, yeah, it must have been for about yeah, 30 odd games. Yeah. Went to the San Siro, beat Milan. It was loads of unbelievable memories, unbelievable yeah. memories. But we, you, you look at you look at clubs and they carry like three goalies on a match day. Yeah. And a goalie coach. And it was like there was just there was me and him. And that was for a sub goalie, I felt a lot of responsibility. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I needed to make sure that that Jens Lehmann going into games was he was ready not just not just technically and from nah. a footballing point of view mm. like everything everything comfy mate do you need anything yeah, do you want me to get you that, something that do you want a cup of coffee like bloom well, do you know what I mean me. but people used to say like listen I was never going to get I was never going to play in front of Jens yeah. on ability nowhere near it or experience I knew what my role was Yeah, I knew I was a number two to arguably one of the best goalies in the world at the time at that time for sure at the time for sure playing for Germany Germany's number one I knew, I knew, I knew my role in that team yeah and my role was to train hard, 
if called upon, be reliable. Yeah. And I thought, and I thought I can go and do that. But, but there was a lot of responsibility. Yeah. For a it would be interesting. Actually, it wouldn't be interesting because I know we'd say the same thing. But if you were to speak to Jen Zayman and say that invincible season, talk to me about your 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 understudy. Talk to me yeah. about Graham Stack. Well, he's, he's been asked, isn't he? He's what? He's been asked. So, Has he? Yeah, yeah. There was a documentary on goalkeepers. I think it was on by four four two. Oh, really? Yeah. Go on then. Magazine, yeah. And they said to Jens. Jens, you're known to be crazy, but who's the craziest person you've ever played with? <laughs> yeah. He went, this crazy Irish goalkeeper. <laughs> he said it was me. And I was like, what, you got some cheek? Because he's a madman. But for him to say, yeah, I'm yeah, the crazy, yeah, 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 yeah. thinking, blimey, I must be going some. Yeah, yeah. nah, it, it is though, mate. Honestly, it's so important. Like like I say, at West Brom for so many years, having such a, a like Boaz number two, West uh, Watford, sorry, Gomez as my number two. Yeah, it's yeah. like to know that you've got a number two goalie who's in your corner, who's like fighting for you, wants you to make saves. Like if yeah. you make a save, you're the one jumping off the bench, going, "What a save! You're the man." The first person to greet you in the in the changing yeah. rooms afterwards, going, "You're the man you were today." Oh, what yeah, a good. guy! That is like as a as a first choice goalie. Honestly, it's worth its weight in gold. Let me, let me tell you now. Listen, see see managers, they. They they love a number two who's not going to knock knock on the door yeah, every Sunday every Monday morning. Gaffer, we've got beat. Do I get a chance? Yeah, Gaffer, true. we've lost talking about Gaffer. He had one. When am I going to play? Managers actually sometimes want that number two. You see them now. There's training goalies, isn't there? Mm. So clubs actually train like they sign goalies just to just to be a training goalie yeah. just for numbers, which I don't really agree with to an extent. I'd rather see a young lad get an opportunity. Yeah. I understand why they do it because if the called upon, they can, all they, that, yeah. they can yeah, go and play. Yeah. And uh, Mick McCarthy, I was at Wolves. I went back on, I went, I'd been on there uh, on loan initially. I'd come back to Reading and uh, Mick asked me to go back up the following season. But he went, I went stacking. You got on well with Mick McCarthy, I didn't got you? I brilliant with him. Yeah, yeah I loved him. Lovely bloke, yeah. Loved him, loved him, top man. He went stacky. He said, I want you to come back up here. Wayne NSC was playing. Wayne NSC was flying. Yeah. Top goalie. Yeah, God, top, he is top a top goalie. goalie, yeah. He went, I want you to come back up. I went, oh, lovely. I said, quality. Stacky, he said, like, he said, you're not going to play. And I went, all right. I said, why is that? He went, because I think you're the best number two out there. Yeah. Right? And I went, what do you mean by that? He went, well, look, he said, I know I can rely on you if I need you to play. He went, but I need you to come up here when people ain't doing it properly. I want you to let them have it. Get them after them, yeah. He said, when people are doing things like not so well and they need a little pick up, I want you to help them out. Yeah. I want you to drive, drive, drive players, drive individuals, drive training, be a character. Be, be you around a training gun. He said, but I, he said, I know it's not what you want to hear, and I know you want to play. He went, but I really want you up here because I think you're going to help us massively. Mate, that makes you feel amazing. And I thought, do you know what? I, 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 I want to play. Of course, I want to play. But I respected Mick. I loved it at Wolves. Unbelievable group. And I thought, do you know what? It's it was. I think it was nearly a deadline day. I didn't have any other options, yeah. and I didn't want to sit on the bench at Reading. Uh, so, I, so I took it and I went up there and, and you know what it was it was it was worth it I loved it but it, you can be a good number two Mate, I've, signed, I've signed for, well I've signed for a few clubs it, listen you know what it's like sometimes if you find yourself behind a good number one yeah I could have played loads of games I reckon I probably could have played because I've always been pretty fit yeah I could have probably played over 500 games you could have done because I've seen him in training still mate he's a cat honestly uh, you are a he's a cat yeah, he's, just... he's joined him in training a few times he's a proper goalie he's yeah, a proper goalie I still goalie. have a go and you often think, you know, was it too early or was it not? But it's neither here or there. I'm happy with what I'm doing now. But, but um, yeah, you can obviously you go on loan all the time, and sometimes you find yourself behind a good number one. Marcus Hanneman. We the season we won yeah. the championship, we lost two games. Yeah. 
Like, I can't get in a team. That was that mad season where he didn't, was it shave his beard or shave his something? Yeah, something he didn't like shave that. some like facial yeah, yeah, hair yeah, yeah. until he let a goal in or until yeah. they lost or something. Yeah. And he went we on a like, stupid run. We he went on a stupid season. run like 20 games Actually, or something. As a, as, a, as a goalie, like you're a number two, but what can you do? You're yeah. doing everything you can to get in a team, but you know you, 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 you're not. it's not going to change you. Yeah. So you've, you've just got to be patient, but that's probably why I didn't play as many games. Nah, but you're not. You're a team player, though. The difference yeah, is because you're yeah. a team player and you can either be a dickhead in that in that situation and yeah. be like one of those negative ones who might go around the other lads and go, I should be playing or this is crap, I hate this, this is miserable. Or yeah. you can be the guy that you are or like I would be and it's not, it's not ideal, it's not perfect, but I'll support the shit out of him. I will. Yeah. I'll get behind him. I'll make sure he's ready for the game and that's what you have to do, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I've done that once. I've done that once in my career um, and I've made amends for it. I was at Plymouth and I signed there under Paul Sturrock. I had three children. I had one on the way, made the decision to move down with my family. Uh, Paul Sturrock had come out in the media and said, like, he's been there, done it. He's got a T-shirt. He's now hungry to play. All of it was very true. Moved my whole family down to Plymouth. I wanted it to be successful. Yeah. I wanted to start a life down there, basically. Yeah, yeah. Played the first, played for the first month. I got the club's proud of the month. And then we got beat and he changed it. And then I lost my temper. What, so you lost one game we lost, and then he we, changed. We, he, lo he, we lost he, at home to Norwich. I'll never forget. We lost at home to Norwich. No, we hadn't won a game. We were bottom of the league, but I got, I'd got uh, player of the month. Yeah. We lost away at Burnley. One we lost to Norwich, we lost to Swansea. Uh, I think we got beat by Luton in the cup. Do you know that first month you played the league cup and stuff like that. And I remember we were playing Watford and I, I wanted all my family to come. And then I found out we'd done a bit of team shape on the day and he'd left me out. And I thought, I'm not going to go and pull him down the game because that's unprofessional, but I'm going to wait. And uh, he didn't give me a, a, a valid reason. I, I, I think it was because we hadn't won a game and I, we had McDonald's after the game. We had McDonald's in the changing room. <laughs> yeah, the club had supplied. Yet down the corridor, we had all the people that pay for tables or corporates yeah, yeah. they're having steak chicken rice pasta whatever you like and I'm thinking we're playing Watford on Tuesday we've got McDonald's in the changing room our captain's been sent off, off after 20 minutes I think something happened during the week in training we got locked out of our training ground or someone we didn't bring balls or they were saying and it was just eating away at me because I'd come from such a professional clubs and I'm not saying Plymouth was it's just not, do it it's, right it's, though it's, it's not an unprofessional club but things were being done unprofessionally yeah. at the time and I thought, well, look, if anyone can say anything, it can be me because yeah. I'm flying and I'm playing well. So even though everyone was saying it, I thought I'm going to say something because something's got to change. We're bottom of the league. Yeah. We're having McDonald's. We're playing Watford. Yeah, there's a difference and between we... everyone saying it and then actually somebody going above and going, hang on, listen, yeah. and going to the management, going to the thing well, I've done and it saying, in the nah. room. I've done it in the changing room after the game. I think I've just wiped out. I think there was big Max quarter pounders hanging off the ceiling. <laughs> I think they were just went, I've just picked up this massage table. They just went everywhere. And I dug one or two out. I dug a few players out, to be fair, yeah. and just said, look, it's not acceptable. And I think I was quoted in the paper to say we were a pub team. But my, my point was we were playing and we were preparing like a pub team. Ah, okay, yeah, but yeah, I was yeah. in that pub team, which yeah. is what people forget. I was playing in that team uh -huh. and I was embarrassed because we weren't winning games. So I wanted to change something because something fundamentally was wrong. Yeah. Um, so I had my say after that game and then I think it was because maybe Paul Sturrock had felt that that was his his moment, his time to dig players out. And I took it upon myself to do it myself. Yeah, yeah. And maybe, 
But I felt as though I was in a good, that was the right timing because it was a mess. Do you know what that could be though? That can be that can be an ego of the manager getting in the way though. So yeah. do you know what I mean? Like as a manager, you've got to be seen as the guy that's steering the ship. You're the one that makes the decisions. You're in you're, charge, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, you're and in charge. The Mackies yeah. is up exactly. on his watch. And then if he can see that his team's going to think, but he ain't got the balls to do anything, and then all of a sudden the player does it, it's almost like an easy out for him to go, hang on a minute, I'm the one that says this. Yeah. And then yeah. drops you and he looks like he's the strong one yeah well that's what they did to be fair well that's what that's what the gaffer did the gaffer dropped me I think and to be fair we went on a mad run it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible it was horrible he knows what he's doing this Paul Stein yeah. this guy is incredible because listen there was a lot of boys in the change room I really I loved and I still speak to now we had like Yannick Molassi there Jason Punch and Paul Gallagher there we had Craig Noon. We had a good group. Yannick Balassi was at Plymouth. Yeah, Yannick was with me. Yeah, what the heck? Yeah, and Punch. So we we had we had a good group. Mate, at one point, how good was Yannick? I was Balassi? playing with Craig Cathcart. Craig, at Plymouth. Craig, oh, this was the time Craig when Craig was, was Craig there. Would probably tell you. Because I think Craig yeah. made his debut. I think Craig might have made his debut against Watford. Funny enough, I can't remember. But he used to sit next to me. And to be fair, I caused I caused chaos there. Really? Yeah. For about a month, I was really disruptive. Who, who was the goalie? Who was the goalie that came uh, in? Roman Larian. Yeah, Loved I him. remember. Yeah, yeah Loved yeah, him. Yeah. What a great guy. What a great guy. But I think because I was I was bitter because we went on a good run and I weren't playing and I've moved down to Plymouth with my family. Yeah. This is not what I wanted. And, and I'm almost being sort of punished for being outspoken yeah. and trying to change things for the better. If it was through performances, I can accept that. Yeah, yeah. But because it wasn't for that, I just felt like... Is that something you look back on now with the way that you've reacted? As, as <sighs> Is it something you look back on and think, I could have dealt with that better? Yeah, definitely. But me and me, if it happened again next week, I'd probably, I'd probably <laughs> do the same. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but no. <laughs> yeah. But what I did do when we played South End, uh, and I was at Barnet, we played South End, and Paul Stark was a gaffer, and I made a point again to see him because I think they had a cup game uh, the following week or during that week, <clears throat> and I, I said, "Is, is Paul Stark coming?" I said, "Yeah, he's, he's, he's down the corridor, or he's in his office." I knocked on the door. I said, "Paul," I said, "I want to apologise." But the way I behaved when I was with you at Plymouth, it was like looking back, it was unacceptable. I just wanted to come in and give you my hand. Nice. And he shook my hand. I said, "Look, that's the luck in the cup," and he was good as gold. And I felt better about that because yeah. I did, I did, I did react badly and I did behave poorly. But that was just listen. You you, you do things, you say things when you're when you're young. Obviously, if we we knew, nah, what do we you know, know what? Now, do you know what I love about you, mate? Is you wear your heart on your sleeve. And do you know yeah. what? I've, the the world needs more of these sort of people. They do. It does, mate. You need, especially yeah. in sports teams and stuff like but that. You've got to be honest you got, so you've got to have somebody sometimes that's happy to put their head above like the parapet and go. I ain't having that. That's yeah. that's that's yeah. that's not on. But it's we also, can't be doing this. It's also you need the same amount of bollocks to then yeah. say. Do you know what? What I, I dismissed. Handle. Yeah, dismissed exactly. Yeah. What I couldn't yeah. handle was lads going. Oh, it's, it's, that, what, yeah, exactly. That yeah. session was shit. Or like, why are we travelling on a day? Why would I said tell him? Yeah, I'll tell him. Yeah, like, yeah. If I think it, I'll say gaffer. What was that? Like gaffer? Can we do this or gaffer? Yeah. The boys ain't happy with that. I'd be happy. I'd happily do that. Maybe it's because of typing. Listen, some players haven't got the character yeah, sure, or the yeah. personality to be able to go and do that. But I think, as Fozzie said, I think they're the ones that I think in a group the managers want. They want. Yeah, they, they do. Want, yeah. They want people like that. They I want know. people that have got an opinion. Yeah, I'm with you. So can we just quickly rewind um, to Arsenal? Yeah. So we were talking about the players that we've got there. We're talking yeah. 
the best of the best here. We're yeah. we're Omri, Bergkamp, Vieira, Gilberto, Campbell, Cole, Torre, Perez, um, Ljungberg. Can, can you answer this question? Reyes. Who was the best out of all them lot? Who, in your opinion, from seeing them up close, facing the shots, letting the goals in, making some worldy saves? You did. Who out of them lot Who's would the you best say the was the best? Yeah, of the I've best? always said it, and yeah, I'll, I'll continue. Dennis Bergkamp was nice. Dennis Bergkamp knew that was coming yeah, but nice. I think Dennis was listen Thierry Henry was just like, <laughs> he was you're talking about train. it's like Pepsi and Coke like we're talking yeah. about the top of the top yeah. here yeah the top of the top but Dennis would train like it was a cup final every day really sometimes Thierry would have his boots on done oh, I see young players now they like some of them have come, I've seen trialists that have come to Watford and they don't they train with a because you know like their socks now so yeah. they're undone I say son I said what are you doing he said, "What?" I said, "Do you?" I said, "Do your laces up?" Yeah. I said, "You're on trial. Like, look professional. Like, you look ragass. Like, what you're doing? Like, just at least set your stall out and look professional." And the only player that I ever remember, like the first one, was Terry Henry. He used yeah. to have these mercurials on. Yeah, I remember. And he had his boots loose, and I'm, but he used to just like roll around the training, like in glide, just mate. He didn't even do put it, his foot down. Just do it. Just he would do just it glide, he wouldn't he? He yeah. didn't run. He, he was never. Flat, he was never flat out because what he'd do. He was one of the. He had this. He had this capability of just going right Saturday it's game day it's game day yeah. I'm ready because you didn't need you didn't you didn't need to sit generally because you knew you was going to get it but I felt I felt like Dennis needed to train like that every day yeah to keep him because that was what he needed he needed to train properly every day to know that he was ready for Saturday do you think that was part of his because he was in that famous Ajax Academy wasn't yeah, he yeah I would surely say so. that's part of it I would definitely say so that would definitely be something from his football upbringing certainly at a club like Ajax was um? Do you, do you remember the thing about Burkamp never wanted to fly? Is that a thing? Yeah. Was that true? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I he drove, I think he, he drove to Moscow. I'm sure he yeah. drove to Moscow because I think we played. I think we played Spartak or Lokomotiv Moscow in the in the Champions League, and I think Dennis. I think Dennis drove. I think he set off on like a couple days like before. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> playing them on like Wednesday. Madness is bonkers. Isn't That's it? a madness, yeah. mate. This is like. This is, I know, like say, you're not playing many games and stuff, but like, yeah. as far as the grounding goes, like oh, okay, experience. Honestly, I look back man. now, I look back and I just think, like, I, I, I hate saying I took it for granted because I don't think I did, but I used to sit next to Sol Campbell and Canoe. Used to have, Terry used to bring PlayStation games in one minute. Someone else would just be free giveaways and he'd have his <laughs> World Cup medal and he'd have this and it like, I'm going like, wow, this is quality. Like, I'm just <laughs> madness. surrounded by quality. They were yeah. the best. Yeah. The and I'm sitting with best. them and I'm, I'm still me. I'm not trying to be a superstar. I'm still yeah, yeah. me. And I'm having a laugh and I'm up to no good. And, and, and I think they enjoyed that. Yeah. I think they liked that. Cause I didn't take it too, I didn't take myself too seriously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just remember going to games thinking, I used to look at these lads thinking, we got like we got game in ten minutes. They're all messing about because they could just they just they know what they they're know. doing. I used to play. We used to play two touch in the showers at Highbury. They were tight. Baths in there, massage beds were in there. It was tight. We used to have like a little game of two touch in the showers. But they were also laid back. But then the subs used to go down the tunnel to get out before the lads. You'd look. You'd walk down the tunnel, and they were just like that. I was like, oh my god. He was messing about 10 minutes ago yeah. and now he looks like he's ready to kill someone. Like, Mate, they were just incredible. The mindset was just... Mate, he's giving me goosebumps, they, that is. They, I looked, I, I, used to, I used to watch him and I used to think, there's no way, they, they, no, they, these lot can't lose. Yeah. Like, they would find a way of winning. Like, they would find a way of winning. We'd go behind and I'd be going, we're winning three or four. And it was lovely. Ray Partley, because obviously the bonuses were good. Yeah. 
and my contract wasn't wasn't great. My contract was it was a good contract. I was yeah. on good money, goalie though, yeah. But I wasn't on. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it was this bonus scheme I didn't really know about. <laughs> I was being promoted to the first team. I had no idea. <laughs> so Ray went, "Fucking hell, Stacky!" He went, "You're creaming it with the bonuses." I went, "What do you mean bonuses?" He said, "Every game we win, I think it was like three grand. I, th I think it was like three grand a win." Might be yeah, three grand a win or three grand a point. It's ain't ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Bearing in mind, I'm, <laughs> I'm going, what? Bearing in mind, we've. And like, I'm getting that. I'm like, going to get this that. This is at the end of the season, pro rata. <laughs> so you didn't know? And I didn't know. And I'm thinking, knowing Ray Pardo, I'm thinking, he's fucking winding. He's winding me he's up. He's having me on, yeah. I went to someone, I think it might be Martin Karen, because I used to room with Martin. I said, no, I'm not paying bounces. Is that true? I said, do I get any of that? He went, yeah. He went, we'll make sure you get it. You're part of the team nice. and all that. I've got my head spinning. I'm going, oh my God, what can I buy with that? That's going to be unbelievable. Yeah. And then we went unbeaten. So obviously I got weighed oh. in with the bonuses. Oh, and it was that's, mad. That's and Ray Parley used to say to me, you've gone from smoking old Hoban to big Cubans. <laughs> so I was like, idiot with the reserves Ray and now with the first team. So what, what's the Romford Pele like? He's a ledge. Yeah, what a character. He was probably that season, it goes far to say, probably one of our most important players. Yeah. Yeah, he really you hit was. That, didn't you? He really was. He's, but what he'd done with the foreign boys that come over, he was just like the gel that put everything together. Really, yeah. Yeah, like he, they could see how committed he was to the FA Cup, how good he was with the young players, yeah, how yeah. hard he worked. They also saw how much he drank. And like, <laughs> what, like, what, but like, he got there on a Saturday and turned listen, it on. Listen, he got there and he left no stone unturned. When he trained, he was at it. He had standards. He was brilliant, right? And the foreign, all the foreign boys loved him. So even now, like if they bumped into Ray, he's just an infectious character. Yeah. Ray, do you know what I mean? Man, I listen to him on Talksport still. Like every morning when he's on Talksport, I, I, you hang on every word he's saying because you know he's like you say he's one of those like you know that he just had a good time while doing it, but when yeah. it needed to be done, he did it properly. Yeah, it's simple as that. Yeah. and I think that's they're the ones that you love more than anything, don't you? And yeah. what about uh, Dennis Bergkamp? He liked a game of golf, didn't he? Oh, Dennis. Yeah. So when we were flying, there's a couple of golf stories. So when we were flying. We used to get invited like, for golf quite a lot, the boys and that. And Dennis used to play. Uh, Ashley tried to play. Uh, Martin played. Ray played. So Ian, Ian Poulter said to us... Uh, oh, no, he's a big Arsenal Ian fan, Poulter isn't he? Ian said to Ray Parler, yeah. sorry, they're good friends. He went, come down to Woburn. Have a game down here. I thought, yeah, why not? We'll go down to Woburn for the day. <laughs> so I've gone down there with Coley. Poulter went, I'll tell you what we'll do. He said, I'll play the first hole with you. Bearing in mind, I'm not the greatest. Right, I can play, but I'm not the greatest. Ian Poulter is at his drive. I kid you not, I thought it was like it was like a rocket, like going into space. It just kept going and going. And, going. and I'm like, that's going to come down in a minute. It kept going and going. And I'm going, oh my God. I thought, I really don't want him to see me swing my club. <laughs> so I think I've got down there just about. We were having a few beers on the, on the way around, me and Coley. Me being, I'm getting bored. <laughs> so, so I'm in and out I'm in and out the rough and trying to jump over bunkers but like, in this buggy it's going up and down up and down I've tried to I'm driving up to a lap I'm trying to scare Coley so I'm going flat out to this like skidding into him so no, no he's in the buggy with me so he's in the buggy with me so this is you and Ashley go yeah yeah I'm going flat out to this it's just short of the green couldn't tell you what hole it was but what I'm thinking in my head I'm going to scare him so I'm going to drive as fast as I can towards it. I'm just going to stick the brakes on. This is wrong. I know I'm at Woburn and I'm like doing wheel spins on the, on the fairway. And uh, I'm thinking, well, I'm going to So I've gone flat out in this golf bag. He's going, stop, stop, stop. So I'm thinking, I know I'm going to stop, wheel spin it, slide it, just leave it like 
three inches short of this pond. So I'm doing it. Next minute, Coley's like, oh my God, Coley's like jumped out the, the, the moving the moving buggy. Skidding I've tried buggy. to break it. I broke to like the back end of the buggy has rolled down. I'm in the, I'm in the buggy and the buggy's in the pond at Woburn. All our clubs are in the pond. Like in the, I'm like that. I've, I'm covered up to here in water. Coley's standing at the edge of the green going like that. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? So we've ended up, I think with, uh, I think someone that was behind us or someone else that was playing was like, they couldn't believe what we had done. I took full responsibility for it. I said it was like my fault. But I think, uh, I think like obviously Ian Potter being an Arsenal fan, he didn't know exactly what would happen. I just said, I've mistimed it. I've gone too close to the pond and we've actually just gone in a drink. But um, but yeah, that, that was one. And then the, the other time we played, it was, so it was at the Grove and before the Grove was even, obviously all the boys stayed yeah. in there. So, this was years ago, so it was taken over. I think it was Japanese people that, that actually bought the Grove out. And I used to, I used to sell cars when I was at Arsenal for this. What? Do you, what? Yeah. So there was a company called A1 uh, Limousines, A1 Prestige. And uh, so the deal was that they would let me drive all their motors. Yeah. But if I sold any, to basically drive all these motors into Arsenal. Ah, to show them off a bit. And then they'd buy them. So I was driving Hummers. I was driving. Do you remember like, Hummers back yeah, in the day? Yeah. Who was it that had a Hummer? Joe Cole was it? I can't remember. Somebody had a Hummer. I'm remember. sure it was Joe Cole. Leroy Lita had a Hummer when I was at Reading. Oh my so God. So I was driving all these these motors in because I weren't paying for them. So I thought, why would I not do yeah, that? Yeah, damn right. I'm driving all these motors in. It was like SL500s and like a lot. So, do you know what I mean? I bought an Escalade. I was, and obviously I was getting a little, Escalade. I was getting a drink on all the cars that I was selling. So these A1 Prestige, they were trying to get a contract at the Grove for all their corporate people. So mm. anyone that was staying at the Grove, they would do their limo service, private hire from the airports to take them to the nice. Grove. So because I knew Neil and Eddie, they were big Arsenal fans and I used to give them tickets and all that to the games. And um, he said, listen, he said, we think we might be getting this contract at the Grove. He went, but listen, what, what we do, we'll bring, we'll invite you and the boys down for a game. So it looks like we've got a bit of clout. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So oh, they, they know all the so Arsenal they, lads. They're a proper, t they're a proper outfit. So they, yeah. Neil and Eddie, I think, right, we'll get Dennis Bergkamp down there. We'll play golf, and like, it looks like we know everyone. Like a bit of networking sort of thing. So he said, what we we'll do? He said, we'll send you a car to the training ground and pick you all up. So I went, all right, lovely. This limo's turned up. This stretch limo, you know, like the old Cadillacs. What for? Golf clubs and everything. <laughs> no, to pick us up from the training ground to take us golf. Dennis Burkham went, who's this? I went, that's ours, we're going golfing it. He went, I'm not getting in that to go golf. We had, you know, the old school, the old school limos, like the stretch limos, yeah. the Cadillacs. It was one of them. Oh it weren't even God. like, and all singing, all dancing, like long, like Merc or like the Vito bus they got now. It was like this, oh, it was like this long limo. Dennis Burkham said, I'm, uh -uh. Not, I'm not getting in that to go golf. I think me and Coley jumped in it <laughs> and got the old stretch limo down to oh, golf. But, uh, but yeah, no, that was uh, that was funny when the when I see Dennis's face. When I said that, when I thought they were sending us a car, I thought they'd send us something proper. I didn't think they'd be sending us like an old banged out limo. This this is like the times when like stuff like this could go on, and there were no camera not phones. That about. long ago, though, yeah, it's, it's not, not that long ago. It really isn't, is so, it? So when you talk about like being in the academy, we were having a chat the other day, weren't we? And you were saying about this could be a five-hour podcast. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing that I kind of thought is like this isn't that long ago, and you're in the academy, yeah. and you were selling you were. Selling gear out the back, of, not gear. You're selling Stay stuff on. out. Yeah, you're selling out the back of your car. <laughs> yeah. I used to sell everything. Like what? Like how? Gucci. We used to have this fella that used to come in our pub. Listen, in a pub, you can get your hands on anything. 
So it was, we could, this fella, if I said to this fella, I want a, there's this, there's this pair of jeans in Levi's, they're 501s, they're black, they're 34, 32. Can you go and get them? <laughs> exact same. An hour did. later, he'd have your jeans. <laughs> and you're going, right, how much do you want? He'd go, just give us a score. Us a score. I'd be like, but that's 70 quid he went here. Just give us a score. I'd be like, that's unbelievable. So this geezer could get anything. So we used to, I used to get, I literally used to order 30 pairs of Gucci at a time, Gucci loafers. So there was black ones, brown ones, gold buckle, silver buckle, suede ones. Then I got wallets, then I got belts, then I was getting handbags. Were they legit or were they? They were snide. Yeah, they're told, double snide. But come I told on. everyone they were, yeah, I just said they'd been stolen. <laughs> and uh, I used to just, I used to turn up at the training ground, I used to put them all in my boot. I literally remember driving on the motorway. I couldn't see out the back window because I had loads of Gucci loafers. <laughs> and um, I turned up in the car park and uh, I had, there was, it was about 20, 30 people around my car. All um, the boys, basically. All the, all the boys, lads, the whole everything. Academy. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to just nick a few quid on the side. Next minute, all the first team boys can see there's a bit of commotion over near the car park. There's shoe boxes on the floor. There's been lying, like, blowing around. They've all come over. Well, anyway, everyone, I've got no, I've done all my shoes. I've done, I've done about 30 pairs of loafers, <laughs> bags, wallets, I've done everything. And Liam Brady, Liam Brady just, as you look through this blind that oversaw the car park and he's gone, he can't believe what he said. He's thinking, what is going on at Stacky's motor? And I just Was it, it one of these Hummers or something? No, this was a little this Saxo. In the Academy. I had a Citroen Saxo, yeah. And, uh, I bet it was like a VTR though, or VTR yeah, turn it. Yeah, yeah it a little VTR, little yeah. blue one. Yeah. And two years free insurance. Remember that? Oh <laughs> yeah, my I god! Who said about that the other day? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't remember. That's what it was. I remember back in Bronte. the day. I, I couldn't afford a Saxo uh, VTR. They were nah. too like they were just well, a bit a, too much. Like. A, yeah, I was to tell you, I, I managed to get this Citroen Saxo. But Liam Brady went Slacky. He went. This is the Arsenal. He went. This is not a fucking market. <laughs> he went. Can you please shut your boot and get everyone inside the building? This is the Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, he said this is the Arsenal. But yeah, that car. So obviously, we were living in a pub at the time. I needed a car to get to and from training. And my dad was like, "Well, listen, we didn't get your sister's one, so we can't just give you a yeah, car. Yeah. So what you're gonna have to do, you're gonna have to pay the car back. So whatever it was every month." I would have to do shifts behind the bar. Yeah, yeah, fair do. So I whilst you were in the academy, yeah? I was playing for the academy. Wow, I was, I was in and the then academy, working in like, the pub at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Decent. Yeah, that's what I had to basically get out. Yeah. So on a Sunday, I would work behind the bar, but it got to the stage where my dad was taking thirty quid, like basically not giving me any cash, but I had to work rather than him employing staff. I would work, and I like I used to play pool and all that in the pub, and I'm thinking, right, dad, this is what I'm gonna do. Give me twenty pound. Yeah, give me an hour. I'll give you your thirty pound back. Get someone to work behind the bar because I'd go and play pool, and I'd play pool, and I'd play for, I'd play for whatever I had in my pocket. So you're half decent at pool. I'm a good pool player. Yeah, that's <laughs> nice. That was strong. That was. So if I if I had fifty quid and I was fifteen, I'd play for fifty quid. I was only on forty two quid a week. Wow. But I'd put my I'd put my I put my money where my mouth was. So in the end, my dad went. All right, there you go. He said, you go and play pool. He said, but I want thirty pound back every 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 weekend to, to go towards a cart. So it went lovely. And in the end, my missus Natalie <laughs> worked behind the bar for me, and I think my dad used to pay her to, <laughs> while I was playing pool. So she's working, paying for my well, I'm paying for my car basically, but she's doing all the yeah. hours under the sun to work behind the bar. And that was my little hustle. That's how I managed to pay for my car. I would just I would just I would just try and graft on the pool table. 
or I'd wait, I'd watch the fruit machine, I'd wait for someone to do the bollocks on yeah, it yeah, and yeah. put loads of money in. And then I'd just, I'd wait for it. I'd wait for him to run out of money and then I'll just go and get a couple of quid out of the till yeah. and I just go in it go and it goes cha-ching 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 mate cha-ching. We, we, we were when we were kids like the same sort of age right we used to go, we used to play fruities like you would not yeah. believe it and this was a time when did the you internet, ever used to look in and look at the mate, tubes to see if that would fill up the tubes right so what? So I bought a fruit machine once right and I learned exactly how they work yeah. and inside a fruit machine Old you can change and all that you can change the, pay, the payout you can oh, change yeah. the payout there's a code weren't there to, one two like, three two three two three one three, one three yeah, yeah to dump the JPM JPM one yeah that's the yeah. Yeah. No. They so, were the chippies, right? weren't they? We yeah. used to go after a night out. The so uh, in, when you open them up, they you can change the payout to low, medium, or high, right? right. So you, so you knew like if you're in a dodgy place, it's yeah. going to be a low payout. But yeah. there was a certain thing called backing, right? If you put the pound coin in, right, and it, you heard it drop down, yeah, yeah, then yeah. the tubes were full, yeah, and it's good yeah, to go. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, from yeah. this moment on, yeah, once it. the tubes are full, yeah. It's good to pay. Yeah. So at any time now, it's good to pay. So you just go and change whatever ch- money you've got into pound coins. Yeah. Boom! Yeah. From that moment on, you used to see the tubes. If you used to duck down, yeah, you, you, you think, just see them. He's looking at the fruit machine. Yeah. I'd be looking to see if the tubes. I used to work at a pub in uh, in Lamington, and we used to we used to do like a split shift, and it was it was exactly the same thing. Yeah. We'd like be we're busy like lunch, but you're watching, food, you're keeping an eye out, watching, watching, yeah, and there'd always be someone just hammering it, and yeah. then it'd be changed ten or twenty quid. Yeah, unlucky. And you remember, I'm there all night. So yeah. I ain't got to go. So my dad, sometimes my dad would shout up and say, he's off it now. <laughs> so I'd go upstairs and watch TV and wait for the geezer to do all his money. Go on, son. Fill your boots, son. Daddy, come. Oh, I that's go, class. Right. I love it. I love yeah. it. Where do we where do we go from mate, here? Uh, do you know what I want to talk about? I want to talk about. I know we've got there's so much more I want to talk about, mate. And I, we're gonna to have to do a part two of this because yeah, this is just, gonna be this, is, this is incredible, yeah. right? I want to talk about when you went out to India, okay? Yeah. So you played, you've, you you've left Arsenal, you played for Hibs for a bit, um, yeah, few was... other teams, and you had the chance to go out to India for a Kerala Blasters for a bit. Yeah, so this was at the end of my career. So I was playing for Barnet at the time. Uh, I would have been probably about thirty-three, I think, something like that. And I was offered another year, but they offered me less money than what I was on the previous year. And I felt devalued. Because when I was at Barnet, I was a goalkeeping coach, the first team coach. Oh, doing all and the goalkeeper. Yeah. And I won, a, I won a title there, won the National League. Uh, and I felt part of the furniture there. I'd been there for a few years yeah. and I just felt really disappointed. I love the club, absolutely love the punters. I really do love the club. But unfortunately, it was it just didn't seem fair, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, and I saw Steve Koppel got a job over in India, and I thought, you know what, I quite fancy that. So, Did you my, know Steve Koppel? I, he signed me for Reading. Reading. Yeah. Ah, obviously, yeah, yeah. of course, so yeah. I was with Cops at Reading, so I know exactly what he's like. And he said, uh, I managed to speak to Cops. I said, Cops, stacky. I said, look, I've been offered a deal at Barnet. I said, I'm not really happy with it. I said, what are your plans over in India? Like, who are you bringing with you in terms of staff? He said, look, have you done your badges? I said, yeah, I've got my license outfield and goalkeeping I said it's something I really want to start taking more seriously because I'm playing at Barnet and playing yeah, coach yeah, yeah. he said do you know what he said there might be something in that he said let me have a think about it so he had a think about it he said are you fit I said yeah I'm fit he said, he said okay he said but I looked that you'd missed quite a bit of football last season which I had yeah. uh, with my hip I had a, a torn labrum so he'd done his research cops to be fair Bad dude, yeah. and he went okay he went are you training? I said, yeah, I'm at Arsenal. I, was, I went in to train at Arsenal. Nice, yeah. Yeah, so I was working with Sal Bibbo, who was the old Reading goalkeeping coach, and he said to Cops phone him. I said, how's Stacky looking? So I went, yeah, he's looking sharp. Yeah. He went, oh, so he's fit. So then I played in a, 
I think I played in a game for Barnet. Pre- I still hadn't signed my deal. Played in a pre-season friendly uh, against a non-league side. Who was in the crowd? Cops. Came to what? Came to what? And he's going out to India. Yeah, to you see, think you, to you think it's just fit. like a payday? You yeah. think he's going out there? It's a payday. He don't really care. Like he's yeah. going out. He's going to get paid. He'll do it for however he needs to he, do he, it. He wanted to know that I was still fit because in India, you, I was going as a player coach. So I think he needed to know that I was I was still physically ready and able to play, uh, as well as obviously being able to coach. So, yeah. So in the end, I I was I wanted to go. My heart was set. So I went to India. I didn't see my kids for six months. Didn't see my I saw my missus. Funny enough, she came over uh, while I was over there. Um, so that was tough. Yeah. But what a place! Really? What, what an experience, mate. Like honestly, the Indian people. So so humble. Yeah. Oh, they do, and it's so kind. They were like, oh, it was unreal. It was unreal. The, it, some of it was crazy. I, like, we were going. To, we'd fly everywhere to games. We were living in a hotel. Yeah. And uh, we used to. We, we well, I remember the bus broke down. The mini bus broke down to the airport. We're all jumping on mopeds. We're flagging down mopeds. We're jumping on the back of people's mopeds on the no crash helmet. So like, who's the owner? What's the, what's the owner's Sachin name? Tendulkar. So it's Sachin Tendulkar. Who he's a billionaire. Yeah, yeah Sachin, the guy's a billionaire. Sachin Tendulkar, biggest sports star ever. I think so. In yeah. India. Oh, without doubt. Oh, in yeah. India, yeah, like Miles. worldwide. You're talking, yeah, yeah, up there, honestly. Yeah. Sachin Tendulkar. Yeah, so he owned it. He owned a football club. So when we first got over there, it's a big deal. The ISL is it's like mental. When you're over there, you don't realise here because it probably doesn't get a lot of exposure. So I've done a little bit of research. I spoke to a few people about like the league, how it works and standard and whatever else. And Kerala Blasters, they obviously they're based in the south of India and uh, they get 80,000 people. Jeez. You don't hear about this, do you? And I'm at the end of my career or coming sort of the way down, if you like, I'm thinking, I thought them days were gone. Yeah. I thought I'd never play in front of 80,000. Yeah. Like, what? And I'm getting the opportunity. So I thought, well, why am I not going to do that? And uh, when we got there, we arrived, we felt like a movie star. There was cameras everywhere. It was all like, it was blitz game. It was like, we were, you felt like, you felt like proper superstars. Yeah, really. And I'm thinking, I didn't think I'd ever, I was trying to have a barnet. Yeah. Like six months earlier. A few thousand. Max. Like, if that, yeah. do you know what I mean? And now if there's 80,000 people. Sachin, I'm sitting down having lunch with Sachin Sendulka, like, when he, when he, I met the squad first uh, first of all and um, managed to get to an Indian Super League final decent saved the penalty in the final we unfortunately lost to, to Calcutta but it could have ended much earlier than that uh, why? Yeah, I was, <laughs> I've got a story coming here come on yeah. I want to hear this so I was uh, I was nearly on the way home to be fair uh, you, yeah, you kind of know what I'm like if I've got got sank on my chest I, I do like to get it off uh, so I was a player coach and there was a few English boys, Michael Chopra, Aaron Hughes. Uh, While she were there? Northern Irish lad, yeah. Oh, pretty um, nice, yeah, yeah, that's handy, isn't it? Uh, another lad called uh, Antonio German, who was, who was at QPR, he was at Brentford as well. And he was a West London boy, to be fair. Um, and he was the one I spoke to before I went over there to find out what it was like. And he was, he was like, he was good as gold when I spoke to him, like, on the, like before I got over there. And when we got over there, I've got to be careful when it's, it's hard to get the balance because I'm a player, so I want to be with you because we're teammates. I'm also coaching, so I need to know where that line is. Yeah, that I can't always be there. You can't can't yeah. always be there, but I need to. I, I've got to enforce rules as well. Yeah, if someone's not doing something right, I have to be the one. If I see it, because I'm not doing my job and I'm letting the gaffer down, because I can't let players get away with things if it's not right. Yeah. 
So Antonio German kept wearing like the wrong kit down for breakfast. I had caps on, not allowed caps, not allowed this, not allowed that. He kept doing. I was like, he's really mate. That's sloppy. That is no, that is annoying. Like we, we, you, you still see it nowadays, and they know what they're doing. Like you know, there's a dress code. You know, you've got to be somewhere on time, wearing the right gear and stuff. And yet it's like they're, it's like they're trying to provoke a little bit of a come on, mate. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Do, just yeah. just play by the rules. It's not hard. I don't get that, yeah. I mean that jars me a little bit. But uh but yeah, so he kept he kept just basically just doing things he shouldn't be doing and it was it was, it was grating on me a little bit. And uh we lost our first game away to North East, got beat one 0 I think, and then we got beat a second game. So after the game, I said, Look and this is they all speak really good English by the way. Uh and they're from different parts of the world, French, Senegalese, Haitian, uh Indian uh, I said, look, lads, I played in a game. I said, look, collectively, we're just, we're not creating enough chances. I said, we've got to work really hard to take more risks higher up the pitch and to have more shots on goal, get more crosses in the box. And Antonio went, you got to start keeping clean sheets. Uh-huh. I went, what? He went, well, you ain't keeping clean sheets. I said, listen, I said, it's the collective. I said, we as a group. And he carried on and carried on. I'm, I'm, I'm going now. I'm going I'm like, right. I said Wally I said do us a favour I said tell Antonio to be quiet and to shut up I said because I'm going to whack him <laughs> Wally went no 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 he said don't he said just leave him he'll be alright I said no Wally I said I'm telling you now I said do him a favour and tell him to stop <laughs> carried on I've gone out I actually went outside to the stadium to give myself five minutes a bit of fresh air come yeah. on calm it down so I come back in sorted all that He's kept going. Oh, he's had another bar. Oh, nah. <laughs> I'm like that. Get me out of here. Antonio, mate, pick your battles, geez. Come on. So um, I was putting my gear on, and I'm like, I just can't. Like, I can't get him out of my head. So you've had a shower at this point. Yeah. You're about to he, get changed. He's, he's he's left before me. So I, I've, I've had a shower, got changed. Obviously, where I've gone out, he's probably getting ready. He made his way to the bus. So I'm making my way back to, uh, back on the coach, and there was this tunnel. State that there's. I don't know how many people outside. So Star Sports is like our Sky Sports, right? So they covered the game. Sachin Tendulkar is, he's like God. There's more publicity surrounding our football club than it's Any like other. a media frenzy yeah, yeah, yeah. every game. So I'm walking on a, on a coach. I'm still like fuming. And as I'm walking on the coach, he's, he said something again. Oh. <laughs> he's with three other teammates. So with that, I said, what? He went, bah, bah, bah. I just went, bang. <laughs> so I whacked him down the tunnel. And as soon as I hit him, I thought, that could have cost me. <laughs> but I know, like, I know what- if I you know spark, what, Have you sparked him out? He's not, no, he's not, he's not unconscious, but he's hurt. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's, a, he's, bad, he's bad here, he's bad here. So the other boys he was He with, ain't trying to hit you back, no? They were like, oh my God. <laughs> the other boys couldn't believe it. But it was going to happen because it was just, it was just that boiling point. So I've hit him and then I've just, I've just picked my bag up and just walked on the bus really basically as if nothing had happened. I didn't want to make a big deal out of it. I'm on the bus and Bavisha, who's uh, Sachin Tendulkar's like PA has come running on the bus. She's frantic. Steve Koppel sitting in front of me. I haven't told cops what's happened. So she's come running on the bus. She went, Steve, Steve, you're not going to believe it. She went, uh, Stacky has, has punched. And bearing in mind, he was probably, our, he was a star player the previous season. He was yeah. top goal scorer. So 
I've just whacked out top goal scorer <laughs> and I'm meant to be a coach and there's loads of things that are against me. Yeah, so loads of things are going against me. Cops, cops down and I went, what's happened? I went, I told Wally, I said, I told Wally to tell him, but he said, what you done? I said, I've whacked Antonio. <laughs> he went, right, state So they basically, when he got back on the bus, it was like someone standing there. So like nothing could happen. Let's get back to the hotel. When you get back to the hotel, Stacky, you're to go straight up in your room. You're not having, you can't have dinner with him. Yeah, just in case. We need to sort this out, get to the bottom of it. So my missus was due to be coming over about three days later. I find up, I find up now. I said, uh, how was the game? I said, yeah, we got done. Uh, what, how was it? I said, uh, I, I said, I've hit someone. She went, oh, she went, she was like, what? I, I said, yeah, I know. I said, she went, you never learn. I went, I oh, know. <laughs> she went, uh, so what's happening? I said, well, I think, like, I think I'll be coming home. She went, no, nah, don't say that. She went, really? I said, yeah. I said, I think that could be me. I said, I can't believe it. I said, what an idiot. Like, cause I've, I've basically put a risk, like basically my family really. Yeah. Cause I've gone over there to one, embrace a new culture, a new league, be successful, whole new experience. How long have you been out there when you- I've him? been there, we'd been in India for about, we'd been to Thailand, pre-season and then it was our second game I've been there a month I've been there a month so I'm on the phone to her and I'm like so I'm just like I'm saying like can you cancel them flights if you if I have to come home like do you basically get your money back she's like what are you gonna do when you come back and I'm like hey I haven't even thought about that yet I'm like but I'm thinking oh no like the money that I've basically could accumulate one a year it was not life-changing money but yeah. it was a good salary yeah. for yeah, six yeah, yeah. months it was like it gave us it, it was good yeah, for us it no. was good it was good to us so uh, I'm on a bet. All this is going through in my mind because uh, apparently bavisha has gone mad, but they've got it on camera. Star Sports have got a camera. <laughs> what are you chinning? Oh no! So they've got it on camera. So have you ever seen it? No, they just oh. Sachin. I think Sachin was heavily involved Pulled with Star a few Sports. Clubs, that's it. That'll do. So we're not going to air that. Yeah. That definitely can't be aired because it's yeah. obviously it's, it doesn't it's reflect team. well on his football club. Yeah, yeah. So we it didn't it never it never got aired, but I, I knew it was filmed because that was there was a big palaver because they didn't want it to go live. Yeah. So I'm sitting upstairs in my bed and I'm thinking, oh my God, what have I done? Next minute the door goes. I say it was like this. He was like, he was like head of security and he was with this other guy uh, called Solly. And he said, uh, we'd like to bring you upstairs. Uh, we, uh, Sachin is waiting for you. The big boy. Sachin, the owner, wants to see me. I'm getting nice curtains. Big man wants to see me, I'm done. <clears throat> and um, I've gone upstairs, it's like, you go upstairs to this room. So it's the, the Crown Plaza, I think we'll stand it. His room took up the whole of the- Top floor. It was it was a joke. There's everything in there. Like you can't imagine how big this room is. <laughs> Satchin was just sitting there like that in this chair with like two security guards. Wally Downs is sitting in there. Oh, uh, Wally Downs and Steve Coppola, I think are both sitting in there. So I've come in, there was another guy in there as well. I think he was part of the club. Uh, how are you, Mr. Stack? I said, I've been better. <laughs> and Tony and I were sitting on the sofa as well, like opposite each other. Uh, how was the game? Oh, disappointed, talking about the game thing. That's not a bad start. I said, uh, he said, so just, just talk me through what happened, uh, Graham. I said, Mr. Tendulkar, I said, before we talk about what happened, I just said, I wanna, I wanna tell you how lucky I am to be here. I said, I love the club. I said, I've left my wife and my four children to come and experience something different, to be successful. 
to, to, to sort of embrace a culture and an environment, improve as a coach. He said, so, and that was true. It was all true. Yeah. But what I didn't want to do is just go straight into the nitty gritty and tell him that I've hit someone because actually there's, the, the, the bigger thing is behind it. There's, there's, there is a story behind it. I'm not there for the money. Yeah. I don't want to go home. This is I want to tell him how important yeah. it is that I want to stay. And I, you know, regardless of what I've done, I, you know, yes, I shouldn't have done it. But well, he'll, he'll have a lot of players coming out there for a payday. Oh, there was loads. And, and he'll, at the end of the day, they're, it sounds ass, but mercenaries, they are. They'll be coming out for a payday. They yeah, don't really loads. care. They're not trying to nut. They're, they're just trying to get a paid and that'll do kind of thing. And you're just trying to let him know, yeah. I'm taking this seriously. Yeah. yeah. And I said to him, I said, look, I said, Mr. Tendulkar, I said, look, I said, you're one of the greatest. I said, you've played in high pressure environments. I said, you've played with teammates. You've probably fallen out with teammates. I said, there's no doubt in that. I said, because the best and the winners, they have an edge and they've got standards and they've got morals and they've got principles. And I said, I'm that man as well. I said, I don't want to be disrespected. And I said, I want to, because I, dis- I I respect people and I speak to them properly. I said, but one thing I can't accept is someone being rude and disrespectful to me. I said, and unfortunately I said, I have reacted. I said, I hold my hands up. I said, I did hit him. Um, and I said, I can only apologize for my actions. He went, Mr. Stack, he said, we've all done it. I'm like that, oh, what? <laughs> yeah. He went, we've all been in that, in them situations. He's and, calling you Mr. Stack? Yeah, uh, well, I think so, or Graham, Mr. Stack. Yeah, 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 one yeah, of the yeah. yeah, one of the two. So um, I was like, oh my God, he has been there. Because of course he has. Yeah, of course. Most mate. of us have. Me, yeah. Because that, that's just the, the environment we're it in. Happens, that's just sport. It happens, mate, it happens. That's sport, it happens, it happens a lot. So he was good as gold, and in the end he said, to Antonio, he went, apologise to Mr. Stack. <laughs> I'm going, what? <laughs> I'm going, Jesus, I've yeah. just absolutely turned this one round. So Antonio was going, no, I'm not saying sorry. I'm not, yeah, he said, I'm not saying sorry. He said, do you want to go home? Like, like go back to England. And he was like, well, no. And he went, well, shake his hand. I went, there you go. <laughs> That's a good point. We, didn't, we actually didn't speak to each other while we were over there. There was a real dislike of each other. <laughs> uh, we'd be in a lift together we wouldn't speak Oh, that's not but I've met him it. since I've met him since um, and he ain't a bad lad Yeah, he ain't a bad lad he's a good lad listen he, he, he would look back and he would probably definitely know he should have done things differently and behaved differently uh, and obviously myself looking back I'd probably I think we've all yeah, been there I would, I would, I, you know I wouldn't knowing what was at stake and I did know what was at stake but that kind of that is me I've, I have got better Yeah, I've got better at sort of biting my tongue and sort of getting on with it but that was scary when I thought oh, what have I done you're going home. I thought I'm going home Stacky listen mate right I know we could go on forever right we've got we're going to have to call it a day here we are yeah. do we have to we're going to have to we're going to have to do a part what we're going to have <laughs> to do we've not talked about Belgium no 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 we, we can do that in the next one we are because we have to do a part two mate because half the stories that you sent us and we've talked about <laughs> Off of off of camera, mate, are outrageous, and yeah. we need to go for them, mate. We do. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. I think that this first part of the pod, right? I love that bit because it's like the it's human part. Up. Yeah, it's a yeah. setup. It's like letting people know who you are as a guy and all yeah. the guy. So, like, you might hear stories about Stacky and think he's a bit of a wide boy. He's this. He's that. He's a loose cannon. He's not, mate. Honestly, he's absolute gold. He's a big old softy, <laughs> yeah. and he's gold, mate. So, so next time we are going to touch on loans. Belgium, that was interesting. Yep. Edgar Davids at Barnet. Yep. 
Hibs. The lone, was wicked the lone one was the punch one where the fan ran on. We'll talk about it another time. <laughs> we'll Don't talk about it, about it now, yeah, okay? Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. So, that was brilliant. Stacky, we're doing a part two, mate. Definitely. I can only thank you enough for coming in today. That was absolutely belting. We always finish every podcast. Please look into that camera. I'll start us off. Up the Fozcast. Up the Fozcast. Up the Fozcast. Yeah, stack wide. Brilliant. Love it. Well, so done, class. That was quality. Cool.